This is episode number 76 of Hebrews in Exile with our honorable teacher, Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And in this episode, we're going to talk about the different ideologies that are being manifested in the Hebraic way of life in this day and age. We'd like to call ourselves purists in the fact that we study the Most High's Word and the Most High's Word only. We don't wane between two different opinions that may be expressed within the confines of the Bible. So, without further ado, Hebrews in Exile, you know what we do. Let's go! My life, you're a creation. You make everything right. Give me more power. Give me more love, yeah. Give me more passion. This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews in Exile. Once again, we uh, welcome all of our listeners that listen to the podcast each week when we put one out. Mm. And um, there is one individual that and we're very thankful for the comments that you make in reference to what we do. I, I'm not sure exactly if I'm pronouncing your name right, but Eyatre, Eyatre, uh, your comments are being read or being viewed and I'm very appreciative uh, for what you are contributing as a listener to this particular podcast. Yeah, keep them coming. Keep, and keep uh, them coming. I want to tell you, you know, keep keep them keep them coming. Yeah. Those comments provide value to the comment section and and uh, it, it doesn't go unnoticed. Right. And it, especially if you have um, this particular person in, in particular, and that's with everybody. If you have uh, a question or in a quandary about something, definitely put it in the, in the comment section. We try to see if we can do a better job of, of, uh, of bringing it to light and, and asking the question publicly and and maybe that's what we do in the future is, is read these questions publicly and answer them from, from those individuals that have been faithful yeah, to there, the podcast. Right. And there's another person that's made comments and uh, Atara Israel. Mm, yeah. Uh, Atara, you one. know, you're uh, studying, you know, and said you're struggling in lots of areas. Uh, we'd like to hear those struggles. And we'd like to we'd like to hear from you, from all of you, uh, mm. that we can help in this area of being Hebrew Israelites. You know, so you know, do me. I I I would like to hear from you beyond the aspect of your comments that you post on the podcast, and uh, you. I like like just I I love for you to email me. There you yeah. I love for you to email me mm-hmm. at our uh, at our email address. It's on our website. It's ftf at firsttab f i r s t t a b dot org. Mm. I like for you to email me with your comments, your thoughts, and uh, questions of discussion. Uh, we're trying to broaden our area of. Of, of 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 topics and you that are listening each week uh, can help us to to do that mm. while we're trying to cover some very important areas that are germane to Hebrews in exile. Absolutely, those two individuals are, are very appreciated. Mm-hmm. 
Excellent. So with that being said, let's take a jump over here at something that is very interesting to me. I, in the last week, I have come across individuals that are Hebraic. They call themselves Hebraic. And I've also run across a couple of Hebraic congregations. Ah. And I got to tell you, um, there are so many different factions of Hebraic people and or congregations that are out there. And sad for me is this, that while they're Hebraic in thought and Hebraic congregations, they're much like what we have come out of. The very various factions of Christianity. Well, they're still and nobody nobody's on the same page except that the Christians are on on the same page when it comes to the Greek New Testament. Mm. They all are on that side of the of the wall. Right. But our Hebraic brethren and sisters are kind of all over the place. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Did you find, obviously, that's why you're making a statement, is because they're wavering between two opinions right now. They're, they're, they're well, still dabbling in the... No, it's no, not. Okay. It, it, well, it's part, it's, it's part that, too. There, there is a Hebraic congregation, a large Hebraic congregation in Philadelphia. Hmm. Okay. Very large. And I listened to the gentleman as he was teaching, and I'm listening to him, and while the content is favorable mm -hmm. and much in light of where we used to be, yet and still, it's remained to accepting that which is Greek. Oh, okay. I mean, you can be Hebrew and be Messianic Hebrew. Hmm. Now, and then there's those that are Hebrews that are totally um, against the white people and standing on the street and they're preaching you know, we're gonna, you're gonna be our slaves, and and right. and really not bringing any content that's valuable for a person to really think about, and it's, and are 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 kind of in a combative mode. Yeah, they're very angry people. Yeah, you know. I, so yeah, so you, you you've and, got the individuals that are angry, and you've got the individuals that are still yeah. straddling with this Yeshua and, thing. And then there's the Hebrews that are caught up in the 
Hebrew language itself. Well, just enamored with trying to... Yeah, and, you know, their argument is based upon whether or not uh, modern Hebrew is correct, Paleo-Hebrew is correct, and and uh -huh. they're, they're caught up in whether the name uh, with the vowel points is Yahweh or Yahuwah, uh, Yahweh, and, 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 and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a problem, I don't really have a problem with that argument or that position because uh, if truth be told, mm. uh, we have lost, we have actually lost the total correct pronunciation of the father's name in exile. Sure. So we're not, we, we and we're going out, we're going, we're going off of the uh, Hebraic text. Uh, one faction goes off the Hebraic text with no vowel points, mm -hmm. and we use vowel points to understand. Uh, and then there's there are those that are very good at oratory and are expounding. Uh, things that are germane to Hebrew Israel from the same way that we used to. We talked about everything that was there. Um, but I haven't found one group whose focus upon our master teacher, Mashe, mm. and his assignment. Which is to... Teach. Teach the Torah. The now, next votes, yeah. You say, well, well, what are you all? <laughs> well, you should be able to tell by our conversation that we're purists. Hmm. We're purists. That's right. We're purists to the point that the thing that is vital to our people it's the same thing that's on the heart of the Most High, that's on the heart of the prophets, that's been on the heart of the judges, mm. and that is to get our people to understand the dynamics of understanding what the Torah is, right, and beginning to walk in and follow the dictates that the Most High has laid down for this opulent nation that's a dynasty in exile that's great and is so beloved by the Most High. Right. I mean, that's the, that's the fiber and thread and theme of the whole entire Tanakh, the Ketuvim, the Nevi'im, and the Torah, yeah, which is yeah, that understanding of the mitzvot. Yeah, that's we're, what we're, they all teach. Yeah, we're, we're purists. The only time we go across the street into the Greek text is to is to show its non-relevance hmm. to our Hebraic text, to show how the content that they have pulled out of our Hebrew text and pasted in their document is, is totally out of context. That's the only reason that we go over there. Uh, the Greek New Testament is not a document that has been ordained called into existence by the Most High. The Most High 
is straightforward. He's not ambiguous. Mm. He doesn't lie. He doesn't put things within text that is, is that is not relative to who he is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Whereas <clears throat> we can sit up here all day long and talk about the Swiss cheese that's <laughs> in that document over there. And, you know, I was thinking this morning, um, it's the elephant in the room. Mm. It sure is. It's the elephant in the room. And and our people are so enamored with Jesus Christ. And once again, you know, I, I, I'm still asking which one? The white one or the black one? Right. Because but- because because depending upon what race of people mm-hmm. you're with. He's either white or he's black, and hey, and, and hey, and don't y'all y'all don't get it twisted. If you think in your mind, in this nation of the United States that we live in, that the fundamental Christians are going to worship and promote a black Jesus, yeah, you're out of your mind. That'll never happen. You're out of your mind. That's the day Christianity will die. You out of your mind. United States. You out of your mind. <laughs> so so you know, if there's that much confusion between the Christian group, we set ourselves out apart from all of it. We're purists. We teach, we speak from the Hebrew scriptures, Genesis to Malachi. Mm. Dependent upon what book you have, if you have a uh, a Hebraic scriptures, it's he it's Genesis Bereshit to Second Chronicles. Mm. That's what we speak to. That's what we speak from because all of that work is inspired by the Ruach, by the Holy Spirit, and you no can't doubt about you, that. you can't cross the street and go into Hebrews and and be uh, blasphemous. I- I'm going to tell you. Oh yeah, there's a I'm good one tell right you, there. That work in Hebrews is <laughs> blasphemous. When you tell me that what the Most High gave Hebrew, Hebrew Israel to live by did not did not come did not bring us to the goal, that's blaspheming. Yeah, and it's that's pure. That's pure blasphemy. <laughs> when you read that document in, in Hebrews chapter five through seven to chapter seven, and it gets to that position where uh, there must be needs for a for a new for a new law for the one that was brought before did not bring us to the to the goal. That's blasphemy. You're telling me that the Most High, the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. didn't didn't get the job done. Right. It on so, so many so, different levels. That's yeah. So so from our perspective, we're not we're not in the prophetic word where uh the prophet asked Israel, why are you halting? Why are you dancing between two opinions? If Yah be Yah, serve him. Mm-hmm. If Baal be Baal, then serve him. We're not dancing between those two opinions. We have made a decision that the Hebrew text from Bereshit 
to Second Chronicles, right. Hebraically, is Scripture. Correct. And it is it contains the words and the history of the Hebrew people and the Hebrew nation of Israel. It is true. It is infallible. Mm-hmm. And it is correct. Yeah, and that's it, where we are. Right. And we're not we're not mix we're not mincing words. We're not mixing words. When we sit up here and talk to you, we're talking to you out of scripture, and we're not we're not we're not providing commentary. We may be providing explanation because sometimes scripture needs explanation. But within the within the framework of that explanation, we're true to the text itself. Yeah, agreed. I totally agreed. You're hitting the nail on the head. So, 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 you know, I, I think that it needs to be, it needs to be known that, and there's another group of people that appear. Okay. Uh, if you do your research, you can do a research on a group of people that are called the Limba or the Lamba tribe. The Lamba tribe is a tribe that's over there in the continent. I don't know exactly where they are, but their DNA can be traced back to ah- to Aharoni Elzar. And, and this tribe of people have never, ever, ever abdicated Torah, nor have they abdicated the traditions of the Hebrew people. And they do not subscribe to anything that's across the street. Wow, that, that's a podcast in itself right They're there. They're pure. That, that's a podcast in itself. They're pure. Hmm. I mean, that, and that's that's good that you brought that up because it really another thing that 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 text does it defines a people, it defines the lifestyle, it defines everything that that and and that's the pattern with 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 Hebrew Israel, with the dynasty of Israel, is that we continue to function the same way. You can see the same things that have been happening to our ancestors that are happening to us now. We're following after everything that's out there. And yeah. that's and exactly what we're doing. And we've got this difference of opinion that's to causing all this dissension amongst amongst our people instead of actually getting back to what the Most High or, or which is ordained for us what, to do, which is to learn the mitzvot. What's the assignment? Yeah, and 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 teach the mitzvot and and incorporate this into your life as a lifestyle. So, Mashe, things will go well with you. Mashe, at the end of his dissertation in the book of Devarim before he ascends the mountain and the Most High puts him to sleep. Mm. After he has he has began his discussion and shared with Hebrew Israel Torah, it's a point that he makes to them. You, Hebrew Israel, are to take this Torah that I've given to you and you, Israel, he didn't say just the just the the Kohenim, you Israel, right? The community, to, the community of Israel. You are to write your own copy of this Torah. Mm. Well, he's not asking them to go back and write the total history from Bereshit to Devarim about who shot Red Robin on the way to getting here. Mm-hmm. He's telling them, "I need you to take what I have just given you." that are the laws, the rules, and the instructions that the Most High instructed me to give to you. I need you now to take what I've just told you and write your own copy of that and teach it to your children. Teach it when they get up, teach it to them when they lie down. Mm -hmm. That was the instructions of Mashe. Mashe went 
to his death, having having to have fulfilled the assignment. He wasn't trying to teach them Hebrew. He wasn't trying to teach them that what they needed to look like. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a problem with I don't have a problem with 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 Hebrew people with people wanting to look like our ancient ancestors and have a uh, a turban on your head and grow a long beard. I don't have a problem with that. That's what you want to do. That's fine. But I look at scripture. Scripture don't focus on I look that. at I look at scripture and I look at I look at my other teacher Yosef. Mm-hmm. When Yosef went down into Mitzrayim, his brothers he didn't he they didn't know what he looked like. They didn't yeah. know what he looked like because he looked like the Egyptians. He was an Egyptian. He looked like but, an Egyptian. Yeah. But he held on to that which was who he was. He was totally Hebraic and he trusted in the Most High. So I don't have a problem uh, with 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 all these uh, what do you call it nuances that. Hebrew that people who call themselves Hebrew want to put on themselves. I have a problem with that. Mm. It doesn't make any difference what you look like. It doesn't make any difference if you change your name. If you are not following and obeying the Torah as the Most High has ordained for us to do, then all that you're doing is a moot point. That's right. That's right. It's a moot point. What you look like doesn't mean anything. That's right. That's right. What you change your name to doesn't mean anything. That's right. Whether you call him Yahuwah, Yahweh, or Yahweh, if you're not following what he has put out there for you to follow, then it's a totally moot point. Yeah, you're, mi- yeah, you're missing it doesn't the mark. Mean, yeah. It doesn't mean anything. Not, I shouldn't say missing the mark, because that alludes to something else. You're, yeah, you're, you're missing sight of the vision upon which what we're trying you know, to do here. And, you know, and I've, I have stopped. I have stopped saying that there are 613 mitzvot. The most high, the most high, there is, there is absolutely no text in scripture that enumerates the number of mitzvot that the most high has given Israel. And the proof of the matter is, is that when, Man gets involved. He tries to enumerate them, and none of nobody is, is and nobody, in a totally agreement. Nobody on how many there are exactly. I don't care. You can you can look at Rambam. You can look at Rashi. You can look at you can look at all of the like so far yeah. Oxenazi uh, commentators on Torah, and none of them agree on what. The mitzvot are that add up to this number, 613. And if you look at their listing, all of their listings are different. They don't, all of them don't even say the same thing. Mm -hmm. How do I know? Because I have been through them all. Because I have taught them all. Mm. But I've taught them all by mapping them scripture from scripture, book from book, where the Most High has made a commandment, a statute, or uh, a law for Israel to fall, I have taken those, extrapolated those out, and those are what I what I talk about. It doesn't make any difference whether my list is different than theirs. The Most High said one thing. It's correct. Obey my laws and my misfolds that I'm giving to you. Meditate upon them. You see how the parallel that you're drawing here to, that's why I, I really appreciate the fact that we've made this, uh, our calling an election sure. Because the more and more I get into 
understanding about the most high, the more and more of the reality, the parallels I see with reality. Because what you just got done explaining is what we enact here in living in the United States today. You're not concerned so much about how many Bill of Rights there are. You're not concerned about the number of constitution, constitutional line items that are there. It is a lifestyle. What you are more enamored with is obeying them. Not saying, okay, well, they're X amount, and that's what we need to focus on, is the number. No, not we don't the talk number. about the number. We no. talk about, is it constitutional? Is it a part of the Hebraic way of lifestyle for us to function this way? And that's the point, which is, like, I think, and again, that's where you're coming back to, is yeah, that you're getting I mean, wrapped up in the, into to the dress, you're getting wrapped up into alienating, non-melanated people, you're getting wrapped up into this Yeshua thing, you're getting wrapped up into all these peripheral items that bring no value and, to bringing the community back into right standing with the most high. And, and Israel, in exile, is still enamored in a... In a facet of idolatry, you know. Oh, that's true. I, I, you know, that's I, 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 I want to. You know, there. I'm. We're going to do a podcast, and it's, it's, I'm. Gonna, it's going to be. It's, we're going to talk about how idolatrous are we. Well, that's going to be a good one. How idolatrous to are we to the core? Oh yes, because <laughs> because within Hebrew Israel, there's still there's still an idolatry that's associated with words. Words mean things. Sure. And if you don't know, if you don't know the origin mm -hmm. of words and you say them, I don't care how subtle it may sound, it's idolatrous and it's connected to something that's outside the parameter of the most high. Case in point. Hey, I think we discussed God. Yeah, there I, you go. I, 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 I can't I can't I can't refer to the opulent set apart one, the spirit that has created all things in that terminology because that terminology maps back to something that's heathen. I can't, I, I can't place him in an arena and associate him with something that's heathen once I know. Right, right. Yeah, I mean. You, you and, and, and my problem is, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe I study too much. Maybe, maybe like somebody said to me, how come you're the only one that knows that? Well, maybe it's because the Most High told us mm -hmm. you have no one to teach you. Mm. I'm going to teach you. And maybe it is because as I look at Scripture, as I look at Scripture, I ask questions. I'm not right, just reading so. on. I ask questions, just like you should ask questions. Now, there is another problem. Okay. The problem that you're having in most instances is the work that you're working from. If the work that you're working from is impure, mm. then you're not ever going to arrive at the right answer. If you're trying to study Hebraically from a King James or from a Rye or a Thompson chain or a Schofield or whatever title of Bible you have under your arms, you're not going to be able to ask the right questions by virtue of the way the text is written. Right. And, 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 that's, and that's a very good point to make, is that if you really want to get back to uh, having an understanding, part of, the, part of the problem is, is that when I listen to mainstream 
uh, and I'm just going to use it because it's this. They're just a big target on the radar with mainstream Christianity. Every time that they jump into the book and they want to come on our side of the street, they always have to make an analogy back to something that's on their side. We read about this particular person. Well, look, that's a type and shadow of Yeshua. That's pop 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 pop. We don't do that. We over don't here. do that. The, what you got to get back to, if you really are in trying to get back to, you say that you love the Most High. You want to do. You want to be in right standing. You have to get to the point where you're reading text and not spiritualizing it to the point where it's got to mean something else. That's why we're saying we're organic. We're purists because if that's what the Most High said, to worship on the Shabbat, to observe the Moedims, to be a part of, to observe the dietary laws, to stay out of sexual immorality, all these types of things that define a lifestyle, we're not making an analogy over towards something else to justify its value. No. It stands on its own. It stands on its own. And then that's the problem that, that we have with Christianity is that you can't stand on your own without validating yourself from something that happened on our side of the street. You can't, you can't validate yourself on your own. Stay over there and validate it. You can't. You have to come over here and say, okay, well, in the beginning, uh, uh, El made uh, the heavens and the earth and la-da-da-da-da and Jesus was there. That doesn't say that. Doesn't say that. You're interjecting that because you want to have some justification because your text is weak and ineffective and didn't bring you to the goal. So that's why you got to come over to our side and degrade it. Well, I know that's your soapbox. <laughs> 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 I, I I know I know that is I know that is that is your soapbox, boy. I gotta, I gotta pull this back. Jack. Every time, every time we bring you, 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 you rattle, you rattle that whole that whole narrative off. No, but you know it's 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 these triggers because I know where they'll trigger you. You when I go to Hebrews that seven and I say it's weak and ineffective and it's been done away with. It's blasphemous. No good. Those words are blasphemous. What? Now. Now, once again, let's get back to the issue of of how we arrive at things. Sure. Let's 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 just take a look. Let's take a look at Psalms 119. Oh, great example. It's let's clear. go there. Okay. It's clear. It's clear. Um and, and let's 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 read something. Okay. And and I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it out of the Hebraic writing. Now, let me, before I read this, let me say this to you. I have searched for a, I'm going to have to use y'all's terminology because right. that's what you understand. I don't call it a Bible. I call the Hebrew writings from Bereshit to Second Chronicles, I call it the covenant, the Brit, the covenant. But I've searched for Bibles that are written more in tune with the Masoretic text or the Hebraic writings, the pure Hebraic writings that have been translated and transliterated from that pureness. I've tried to find, I've tried to find them. Uh, there aren't any out there that I've been able to find. Hmm. The, the closest thing that works for me happens to be the complete Jewish Bible by David Stern. Mm. And even it has an agenda. True. 
But the language within it at least allows me to understand the nature of the Torah and the Torah in the mind of the Most High and how important it is to him. And it's, and, and it's written in a way that it, sta it's, it stands out when you read it. Mm. So if we read, if we read uh, Psalms 119 from the King James or another version, it's not going, it's not going to pop for you the way it needs to pop for you if you're reading it from a Hebraic perspective. And sure. that's because all of your other works are written when it comes to Torah, it's written with the word law, L-A-W, and it's never capitalized, it's in lowercase. So you don't have a reason to question it. Mm. You don't have a reason to delve into it and say, well, what law, what, oh, oh, the law. All you see is the law. and. Because this, this thing of the law is so ingrained in your mind that you're not supposed to do it. You just, you just do, you, you read on without stopping to ask the question. Mm. If we study it from a Hebraic perspective, it reads in this fashion. Okay. How happy are those whose way of life is blameless who live by the Torah of Yahweh? I bet you the King James says, who live by the law. Well, of the Lord. Well, let me, why don't I get it? Why don't we cross-reference it? And, 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 and if that's the case, I mean, there should be a question, but there's not a question because we automatically associate Lord with the guy across the street. That's correct. But, the guy, but, 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 but listen, <laughs> listen, 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 listen. You have to understand that the Torah precedes him. Yeah, so who is this person that we're talking about now if if Yeshua hasn't come yet? It precedes him. Mm -hmm. So who is David talking about? Mm -hmm. He certainly isn't reaching 400 years into the future to say, well, can you? No, let's read. Okay. And it does, by the way, I have the, the, the King James version of it, uh, and you are correct. It's it lowercase law. It, it's lowercase law and uppercase Lord. Uppercase, uppercase Lord. Mm -hmm. So there's no reason to ask the question. But we go on to say, happy are those who observe his instructions. Now, if you go back to Devarim chapter number four, mm. chapter number four, Masha is going to tell you that the Most High charged me with teaching you his laws and his instructions. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you that. Mm -hmm. So now the next thing says, uh, verse 4, you laid down precepts. Question, what precepts? What are the precepts? Where do I go and find the precepts? Mm. Question. What are they? Yes, what where, are they? Where, 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 do I, where do I go find them? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, may my ways be steady in observing your laws. That means that there's more than one. Where do I, where, where does the king go and find those? Right. He's asking about them. Where, do, where, where are they? And, 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 and come on, who's teaching them? True, true. Now, now in your, in the text over there, is there, what kind of a punctuation is at the end of verse five? Do they have an exclamation mark there? No, too? it has a period. Okay, so over here, it actually exclaims it. It says, oh, 
Verse 5. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes, exclamation point. He's drawing your attention that this is something important, the statutes. Okay. So Even now, in the King James, it brings that okay, up. Okay, so now here's my question. What are the statutes? What are the statutes? Hey, Jesus Christ ain't teaching no, no statutes. Right. <laughs> he ain't teach not one of them. Not one. All right. Now here, here. Verse 6, then I will not be put to shame since I will have fixed my sight on all your mitzvahs, all mm. your mitzvahs. So now we've got, we've got uh, uh, instructions, we've got precepts, we've got statutes, we've got um, uh, um, uh, mitzvahs, and the question has to be, what are these? What are they? David, the king, is, is talking about them. What are they? Where do I find them? Are they important? It seems to me that the king seems to think they're important. Absolutely. He doesn't even, in the, in the King James, he doesn't even use the word, uh, what is it, mitzvot? Mitzvot, uh-huh. Well, well the, the translation over here is commandments. It says, okay. then I shall not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. Okay, so now then, what are the commandments? And so when you're on the other side of the street, you think commandments are those that are written in Exodus chapter 20. 20 right. But those are not, th that's not it. It's not those in the to it's in totality. Yeah. Right. It's not the, that's not the total embodiment of it. Right. And he says all, you know, I was listening to our, <laughs> I was listening to our, um, to the podcast. Uh, I forget what number is the one that you just posted. And we're having this discussion about all. Oh, okay, yeah, we did. We yeah, did. we're we having did. this discussion about all. <laughs> and, you know, all is not fragmented. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. All some. is not fragmented. Your, your probably two-year-old child knows the definition of all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how is it that you can grow up and you don't know all? I heard a preacher at last week... Um, at a funeral, who grabbed a text out of Zechariah and said that, and I will be faithful unto all thy commandments. And I'm going, I'm going, can't say it. I'm going, if you were, if you're going to read the text, at least be in compliant to what you're saying. The Most High demands that his people honor the Sabbath. True. You don't do that. You're a, you're a sun worshiper. So why are you reading our text about something that you don't do? And then why are you offended when I come into your congregation, stand up in the midst of and give praise and mm -hmm. honor to the one who has created all things and tell you that he has a name which is above every name and his name is Yahweh? You mean to tell me that Jesus Christ's name was above the name of the Father? I don't think so. Okay, let's get back. I'm, See, you get into the essence of why we got, why we're here, why we keep harping on them. It's because they keep coming over here, like you're saying, taking stuff and using it on their side of the street to justify who they are. I will. I seek you with all my heart. Mm -hmm. Now, he says, don't let me stray from your mitzvahs or don't let me stray from your commandments. Once again, if he's going to stray for something, he's got to know what they are. Mm -hmm. Do you know what they are? No. 
Then he gets down here in verse 12 and he says, blessed are you, Yahweh, teach me your laws. I bet you yours says, teach me your, your statutes. Uh, verse number, verse number uh, uh, 12. Verse number 12, it says, Blessed art thou, O, I'm going to use the word that's here, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. Exactly. What are they? Where can they be found? Do you know where they can be found? Listen, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you factually. 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 Facts. We're talking facts. I'm not talking now. about what I believe. I'm talking about what I know. Right. Probably, and I'm and 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 this this and I'm probably missing it by a, by a mile. Ninety five percent of Christians do not even know what I'm talking about right now. They do not know what the Father's statutes are. They don't know what the Father's commandments are. They don't even know where to go find them. Hmm. I'm I'm using a weak number at ninety five percent. I bet you I bet you it's ninety nine and a half of them don't know. I'm pretty sure that's that's the correct number too. I'm pretty sure that's the correct number. So the question B, the question that grabs me: Why are you going to read Psalms one hundred nineteen when the king is talking about something that you don't have a doggone clue to where to what they are and where they are and you're not even asked the question well if the king finds these important for me to live by well then I need to find out what they are where they are so that I can live by them too you're making it too plain is that what they used to say back now, in the day too now, plain now verse 15 he says I will meditate upon your precepts and keep my eyes on your ways I will find my delight in your regulations. I will not forget your word. It's almost what? Ex now, now, exactly now, the same. Now, now here, precepts, what precepts? Uh, what ways? What regulations? What am I not going to forget? I'm not going to forget your word. Now, here's the problem. Mm -hmm. You ask me, well, you know, I'm going, I'm, I'm, I've been studying the, the, the word. Mm. I'm in the word. Mm -hmm. What word are you in? <laughs> <laughs> what word are you in? David here has specifically defined what word he is in. Precepts, ways, regulations. And I will not forget your word. That's what he's dealing with. And he's asked the most high to teach him. Now, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to put I'm another. I'm going to put my piece to the end. I'm going to put another, another percentage out there. Okay. 100% of Christians are not asking the Most High to teach them his commandments or oh, his laws okay. or his statutes. They're not. They don't even know what they are. They Agreed. don't even know they're important. Agreed. Yeah, because they've been taught that they're, they're weak and we, they've been done away with. So why are we worrying about them? What was you going to say now? Well, <laughs> you're in the heat of the moment over there. Um, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead and finish. Because verse this will 20, be good at the end. Verse, verse 19. Though I'm just a wanderer on the, on the earth, do not hide your misfolks from me or do not hide your commandments from me. This is the king speaking. Hmm. I am continually consumed with longing for your rulings, your statutes. Mm. What 
come on, the question, what statutes is he longing for? What rulings is he longing for? Where are they? They're in his word. He's just got through telling you, I, I will not forget your word. So it's got to be in the word somewhere. Do you know what they are? Do you know where they are? Or do you even care? Mm. I'm going to put a percentage out there. I know. Here we go. 99 and a half of the percentage of the, of, the, of the population of Christianity don't know and they do not care. Which is the reason why we're going to be in this exile for a very long for time. For a heck of a long time. Oh, yeah. Now, verse 26. Mm -hmm. He says, I told you of my ways and you answered me. Teach me your ways. Now, make me understand the way of your precepts, mm -hmm. and I will meditate on your wonders. Now, he calls Torah, the precepts, the laws, the instructions, and the statutes, he calls them wonders that I'm going to meditate upon. So if you're, if you, if your pastor, if your Sunday school teacher, if your superintendent ever goes to Psalms 119, you should ask him, what are you talking about? Where do I find these? And are these important for me to know? And if his answer is, I don't know, and he tells you, well, it's, well, we're just reading, you need, you need a, <laughs> so wow because you need to get your behind up out of there and get as far away from that blasphemous place as you possibly can oh i love my church i love my yo pastor listen Okay, there is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is destruction. See, now that's where I was getting ready to go. When I said I was going to make my statement, that was exactly where I was getting ready to go. Because what it seems to me that's happening here is that we have, we have elevated ourselves to say that we are going to create our own, our own uh, standard upon which we are going to govern ourselves by and live by. So the commandments that, that you know, I could, uh, you know, assume that is being speculated here by our friends across the street are the ones that are germane to the ones that they think that apply to them. Which means that if I decide that I want to, you know, not observe the Shabbat, then that's what I'm going to do. That's, that's, I'll keep the commandments that I want to keep. I'll do the ones that I feel as though are 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 pertinent to my life. I'm well, bending the most high to me. I don't bend well, to him. Well, I mean, how, how? But that's exactly oh, what's happening. Oh, I know, but it's <laughs> disturbing. And see, that's the that's the point. We are trying to get now. I got now. I got to calm down. I'm trying to match your energy. I'm trying. We're trying to get people to to make the connection. The reason why we are in the state that we are in is because the lack of reverence and respect that this man, King David, is obviously articulating in this text. This is just an a, 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 a adoration and respect just being pontificated upon about the commandments of the Most High. This is what this man is doing. They're, they're righteous. They give me understanding. Teach me. Give me wisdom. I want to be able to do these statutes. Listen. And we've gotten so far away from that to let you understand uh, uh, that once you get back to that, we're going to actually be in the right standing okay, of the Most question, High. Question. Sure. Question. 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 
Is King David important to the Most High? Absolutely. Without question. There should be no question about that. Oh, really? <laughs> For you and I, it isn't. What? Really? I mean, really? Sure. Well, you got this other guy out there saying he's the king. And there's no, there is no text written in the Hebrew text from Bereshit to Second Chronicles, from Bereshit to, to Malachi that says he will be my king forever. But it is written in the, in the book of Kings and it is written in the book of Chronicles that David said that Yahweh said to me that I would be his anointed, anoint means Mashiach, Messiah. I will be his anointed king forever. That's intense. He's the only one that can say that. Right. And he's saying it on the basis of the fact that the Most High told him that. The other guy can't say that. But he doesn't even pro profess it to, and guess at, his what? Own, at his own mouth. And guess what? I'm going to come again. Sure. I'm going to come again. Mm -hmm. I'll bet you 99.5% of the Christians don't even know that the Most High called King David his Messiah, his anointed king forever. Right. And, and that he would, his, his sons would sit on the throne forever. I bet they don't even know they don't they don't even know that text exists. Correct. Correct. Let me let me say something real quick. I gotta I gotta butt this in here because I gotta reinforce this issue. We are hardcore on this group because you're taking the Hebrew text and you're twisting it. We're purists. You are twisting it for your own agenda and you're leading Hebrew Israel off the off the cliff. Why are you guys harping on them so bad? Is because you are literally coming over to our side of the street and using the text and in an, in an, in an egregious way to lead people into destruction. And we're trying to get you back into right standing. You know, you know. That's the reason why. Oh, help me, Father. <laughs> help me. Help me. Who gives... A fat rat's behind <laughs> about woman thou art loosed and you don't have a clue what's written in scripture that is directed at his people, whether they be male or female. Sounds good? Sounds, it sounds perfect. Sounds really good. Makes a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. But it's, I'm going to go to you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to cross the street to your text. It's sounding cymbals and tinkling brass. Right. It's, it's racket. Our, our master teachers, the Yahashua's, the, the Moshe's, the, the all of the judges, all of these individuals, the, the, all of the prophets, the Hosea's, the Nahum's, the Obadiah's, you will probably never hear them preach a gospel of, of woman thou art loosed. They are always teaching the midst. What we're talking what about we're here. we're talking about right here. We ain't talking about your personal edification no. about how you're going to make it next we're week and talking, pay your PG. We're not bill. talking about your feelings. <laughs> your feelings got nothing to do with this. As a matter of fact, they do in this context. Okay. If man, the melanated man, the Hebrew man mm -hmm. in exile knew who he was, and if he would walk and obey 
the teachings, the instructions, the rulings and the commandments of the Most High, mm -hmm. then there would be no need for a sermon about being loosed. Correct. Because you're already Because you already are free. You're <laughs> right. free within the context, within the context of scripture. Mm. And it ain't nothing about, okay, I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. All right, all right. I'm going to do I, this. Do I need to put my seatbelt no, on I'm for gonna this? Do, I'm going to do this. I'm going to strap in, okay. I'm going to do this. He, whom the Son has set free, is free, free indeed. Free indeed, yes. But now we got to <laughs> define who the heck the Son is. Mm -hmm. Because the Son is Israel. That's correct. And the Israel is here to set Israel free. That's correct. Based upon the teachings of the Most High. There you go. And once you get into these mitzvot and start walking in them and understanding them, you will be free from all of the things that have you bound. Mm. Let's listen to the let's listen to the to, to, to the king again. All right. He asked this is the king talking. Where, where are we at? Where are we at? Verse 33. 33, okay. Teach me. It's the same Teach thing me. Here. Teach me. Yahweh, the way of your laws. Yours says the way of your statutes. statutes. Teach me. Mm -hmm. Now the question is gonna be: what are they? Guide me. Wait, wait. Now, verse 34, give me understanding, then I will keep your Torah and I will observe it with all my heart. Give me understanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I, 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 I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a declaration out there. All right. Y'all can't read 119 Psalms. Y'all oh. can't read it. You can't read it. Yeah, they just ripped that out. You you can't. You, that's that's a page. You should just tear it out of your tear it out tear it out of your out of your Bible because mm -hmm. you you can't read it because you don't know what it's talking about and you're not even inquiring even as the king himself is asking the Most High to teach him. Mm. Mm. I don't know how you can make it any more plain than it is, but all right. Bend my heart towards your instructions. Mm -hmm. Verse number 36. Verse 40. See how long, see how I long for your precepts. In righteousness, give me life. I long for your precepts. God ain't longing for his precepts. How can you long for something you don't even know what they are? That's correct. And somebody keeps telling you that, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to follow them. Oh, help me, Father! <laughs> right. Mm. Verse forty-three. Don't take away completely my power to speak the truth. Semi-comma. Mm. I put my hope in your rulings. Semi-comma. Mm -hmm. And I will keep your Torah always, forever and ever. This is the king talking. Not wavering. Any kind of shape, form, or fashion. Steadfast to the very end. Verse, what, he's, what he's saying. Verse 45. I will go where, wherever. I will go wherever I like. For I have sought your precepts. Period. Mm-hmm. I will speak of your instructions even to kings without being ashamed. Hey, 
I speak the word of the Most High in the presence of people, and I'm not ashamed, and I don't care if you're Ooh. offended. And I was in an environment this past weekend where I spoke words that I knew were out of scripture text. They were defensive. I wasn't offended. You know why? Because I was speaking the words of the most high. And you know what? They didn't even have enough sense to know that and honor that. Yeah, and that's that's the travesty of it, because you you are quoting your used language, like you said. That comes straight out of text. You should acquiesce to it. There's nothing that I'm saying that's that's out of bounds. Maybe because I'm not acknowledging your... I'm going to come back to it. <laughs> Is Jesus Christ's name above the name of the Most High? No. But here's a problem. Mm -hmm. The Most High's name isn't written in their Bibles. Yeah, so you don't know it. So you don't know it. It's not there. You know how I can prove to you it's not there? Mm. Anyone listening to me right now, turn to uh, Shemot chapter, is it three? Let's go. It's, uh, I'm following you. Shemot chapter. I'm going to three. Verse 15, 16? 15, 16. Let's see what 15, 16 says. And I'm going to. Who, I'm who shall I say sent me? 15, 16. It is says, that there? Uh, okay, so you want me to read it out of the vernacular? or you, we'll go. No, read it out of there. Read it out of the vernacular. Now, I'm going to use uh, Hebrew. Is, is, is it three? No, it's it's three. It's, you're right. 50, Genesis? 60, no, yeah, Shemot. No, Shemot. Shemot. That yeah, would be Shemot. Exodus. Shemot, yeah. Uh, uh, chapter three, and yeah. I'm going to use uh, our terms. What is it, verse 15? Verse 15, yes, sir. It says, And El said moreover to Moshe, Thus shalt thou say to the children of Israel, I would like to use the empire, the dynasty of Israel, the L of your fathers, the L of Abraham, the L of Yitzhak, and the L of Yaakov. Is that not what you said this past weekend? Yeah. So literally you're quoting yeah. text. Yeah. So you shouldn't be in your feeling. Never mind. Let me keep going. <laughs> I'm speaking to all those people that got upset. Has sent me unto you. This is my name forever. And this is my memorial unto all generations. Where is this name at? It's not here. We haven't seen it yet. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say unto them, the El of your fathers, the El of Abraham, of Yitzhak and Yaakov appeared unto me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Mitzrayim, or Egypt. 17. And I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Mitzrayim into the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Pezzarites and the Hivites and the Jezebites. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> You're looking for the name. It's not there. It's not there. It's not in their text. It is that's completely why, missing. That's the reason why I say you can't study the Father's Word from a document that is, that is influenced by a nation of people who hate the Most High, which are the Greeks. Okay, so let me back up. 
Let me back up because you're going to have some smarty pants that's go back and up to 14. Okay, so, oh, you didn't start at the right verse. Well, go. Okay. Go. So let me go back up to 13 and go right into 14. Okay, it says, go ahead. And Moshe Re- said mm-hmm. to El, Behold, when I come upon the children of Israel and shall say unto them, The El of your fathers has sent me unto you, and, y'all, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? 14. And El said to Moshe, I am that I am. And he said, that (laughs) thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. Still doesn't say it. Now, there's one thing in that text that's correct that you just read. Okay. The wording that they use. Okay. They use the word El. Instead of G O D. No, 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 no. You, I interjected. Oh, you interjected that. Okay. So I should. I thank you so very much for 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 correction. I want to be very specific. So that's even wrong. Yeah. So when I was reading that to not put the Most High in the same category as a heathen, as a heathen, I substituted the word every time you heard me say good, 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 good. Gotcha. It was replacing another word. Gotcha. Now let's read this from. The Masoretic text, transliterated. Okay. Trans, you have you have Hebrew, that's the language. Mm-hmm. Then you translate the Hebrew, okay? You translate it, and then you transliterate it so that it's intelligible within the scope of the language that it needs to be put into. Sure. So this is transliterated from the Hebrew- Translation. Translation mm-hmm. into the transliteration of English. Correct, okay. It reads- All right. Using Hebraic language, and I'm not going to use G-O-D. Okay. Mashe said to El, look, when I appear before the people of Israel and say to them, the El of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? Mm -hmm. What am I to tell them? El said to Mashe, Iye Asher, Mm -hmm. Ie, I am, will be what I am, will be. And added, here is what you are to say to the people of Israel. Ie, I am, or will be, has sent me to you. Mm-hmm. El said further to Mashe, say this to the people of Israel. Mm-hmm. This is written in the Hebrew text. Mm-hmm. This comes out of the Masoretic text. Yod hey vav hey, which is the tetragrammaton name that when you put the Hebrew letters together, it's yod hey vav hey, which is transliterated Yahweh, or if you're using the Paleo Hebrew, it's Yahweh. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. The Elohim of your fathers. The Elohim of Abraham, the Elohim of Yitzchak, the Elohim of Yaakov has sent me you. This is my name forever. And this is how I am to be remembered generation after, after. generation. That's not in that that's not in that text you read over there. That sure isn't. It sure isn't. So consequently, there's no way mm-hmm. for people to know the father's name in the in the er error written Mm -hmm. uh, translations that they're carrying under their arms. Mm -hmm. So yes, 
if I walk up in there and I tell you that I greet you in the name that is above all names, Yahweh, they're offended because they think that I'm bringing in something foreign. Right. I agree. Now, can I, I'm going to add something in here too, because you had made mention to something earlier when I was reading that. You said something maybe about an agenda. There's an agenda that's here. Sure. And it's in a subtle agenda. And we've talked about this on a kind of a, a recent podcast. We talked about, matter of fact, I think it was probably in the one that we just published about, um, or the one prior to it about the empire or the dynasty of Hebrew Israel. You realize that as you're reading that, my text, oh, when well, my text, the, the King James text translates it as the children. You never mentioned the word children. No. Over there. No. You mentioned the people. Yeah. There's a distinction between people and children. children. Yes. It's subtle. It yes. makes you think like, okay, if these people ever, you know, it's kind of demeaning a little bit. It's like throwing a little dig in there to say, you know, because you're already thinking adolescent. You're thinking something diminutive. You're thinking of something that's not opulent. You're not thinking of a, of a dynasty or empire or a community of people. These are just the, just children. Yeah. So if you ever come into that, well, that's why it's kind of, you know, as I'm up here teaching on this past year, I caught myself several times yeah, saying the children yeah, of yeah, Israel yeah, yeah. because it's been ingrained from day one from its subtleness. That's why I want to piggyback on what you were saying about there's an agenda there, even in its subtleness, in its translation. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the point that we were making this evening is that the things that we talk about are pure. Mm. They're pure within the textual matter that is being expressed by whomever it's being, ex it's being expressed by. The Most High is not a spirit that is fallible. It doesn't make mistakes. Right. The people that he has anointed to speak for him to Israel are individuals who are purists in terms of their obedience to the laws, the precepts, the commandments, mm -hmm. the rulings that the Most High has given them to walk by. Mm. They know what they are. They know where to go find them. The question is, do you? And when 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 the nine o'clock, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, or one o'clock <laughs> service meets, right. does that man does that man standing before you, does he even have a clue what they are, or does he blow them off by telling you they're not for you? Yeah, that yeah, and I've already in I've already I've already talked about how what King David is talking about in Psalms one nineteen is ethical and moral. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So your your oh. So why is it? When you act in a way that's not ethical and that's not moral, why does your pastor get all upset 
and want to sit you down and put you out of the church. He hasn't taught you. He hasn't taught you the things of scripture that define for you to be that. Oh, I know what it is. Uh-huh. He says, well, we're supposed to be a holy people. Well, you cannot be a set apart people. And I don't, I don't use the word holy anymore. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about that. I'm going to talk about that when I talk about the ideas, how idolatrous we are. Mm-hmm. You can't be set apart if you're not set apart by the rule that sets you apart that's written in Shemot chapter 31. Let's go there for a minute before okay. we close. Let's do that. Let's, let's see what the, what, what the rule is. This is beautiful because in, we, we're not in, speaking in Shemot, on our own. This is just quoting scripture. In Shemot chapter 31. It's beautiful. And 15. Let's see, what, let's see what the rule is. All right. Let's go there. 31, 15? 31. 12. 12. Okay. In, in Shemot or Exodus 31, 12, mm-hmm. this is how you're set apart. The word set apart is a word that Christian uses to call holy, but there's a, there is a distinct uh, idolatrous meaning to the word holy, which I'll get into in another discussion. Mm. Yahweh said to Moshe, tell the people of Israel, you are to observe my Shabbats. So there's more than one. It's not just the set, not just this, not the seventh day, but he has Shabbats. They're written in Leviticus chapter 23. Mm-hmm. For this is a sign between me and you throughout through all your generations, semi-comma. Mm-hmm. So that means that there's no end to it. So that you will know that I am. Now that gets back to what we just read over it in uh in in three in three, fourteen, and fifteen. Three, I am. Spread. I am Yahweh who sets you apart for me. Notice he uses the word. He didn't say, I am Yah, I am the Lord who makes you holy. He says, I am Yahweh who sets you apart mm. for me. There's a difference. Therefore, you are to keep my Shabbat because it is set apart for mm-hmm. you. Everyone who treats it as ordinary must be put to death for whoever does any work on it is to be cut off from his people. On six days, work will get done, but the seventh day is a Shabbat for complete rest set apart for Mm -hmm. Yahweh. So the point being is that the rule of being set apart is governed by your honoring the Shabbat. You're not set apart if you don't honor the Shabbat. Right. That's the rule right there. That's, That's correct. There's a rule right there. So you mean to so tell- now what you? Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. Let's let, let's let's see what the problem is. Okay. Because there's got to be a problem in the Greek text. What's the problem oh, in reading and reading that? Okay. So I'm gonna go back to twelve. Let's 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 see if we can expose it. It says twelve. It says and. I guess you you want me to read this exactly verbatim? Yeah. Okay. I'll read it verbatim. It says and the Lord spake to Moses saying, and- <laughs> speak. Thou also unto the children of Israel. I hate that children of Israel thing. That's okay. Read it. Okay. Saying, verily, my Sabbath ye shall keep. Verily, my Sabbath ye shall keep. For it is a sign between me and you throughout all your generations that ye may know that I am the Lord that doeth sanctify you. Fourteen. You shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is holy unto you. Everyone that defileth it shall surely be put to death. 
For whosoever doeth any work therein, that soul shall be cut off from among okay, you, you his can, people. You, you, you can stop there. Because the, because the opulent instructions are, of the law that's there is in verse 13. Mm -hmm. So that you will know that I am Yahweh who sets you apart from me mm -hmm. on the basis of what? Because the Sabbath Sabbath okay? sets you up. Sets you apart. The Sabbath makes you what you are. Mm -hmm. And by not doing that, you're not there. So when your people in your congregation do mm -hmm. things that are not moral mm -hmm. and are not ethical, why are you upset? Mm. I know why you're upset. You're upset because they violate the norms of society. There you go. Not the norms of scripture, mm -hmm. the norms of society. You're more concerned, concerned about how this looks from a societal perspective as opposed to how it looks from the most highest perspective. <laughs> you give more authority to the norm of society than you do to the laws and the, room and the, and the, and the, and the commandments and statutes that the most high has given. Right. We've established a new standard upon which we will govern ourselves. Because this, this right here, you know, you know, I don't, I don't remember what prophet <laughs> it's, it's written in. As we come to closure this evening, mm -hmm. I don't remember what, what, what. I don't remember the prophet now that <laughs> it's written in, but I, it, it's there. There was a group of people in Israel whom their relatives told them that they were not supposed to drink wine. The Most High sent the prophet to these people with a direct command, go to them and offer to them and tell them that they are supposed to drink wine. The prophet went. Mm -hmm. They told the prophet, we cannot, and the prophet, the prophet uh, prefaced the request that the Most High had directed the request to come. Mm -hmm. The people said to the prophet, we can't drink wine. He said, why? Because our ancestors, our, our relatives told us we're not supposed to. You know what the Most High's response was? He says, and I'm paraphrasing, isn't that interesting? You would rather obey your relatives than to obey me. That's a, that's, that, I, I'm that is literally I, us today. I, 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 don't, us I don't remember what prophet it is, but I know, I know, I know it's there. Yeah. You know. Oh, I mean, you, you, there's, there's a rabbit hole you could go down just with this, with that text that you just read. Oh, every day's holy. No, no, it's, no, it's, no it's not. not. <laughs> and every day's not set apart. Right. You're, you're using that so you can, if, now if somebody comes to you and says something like that, they're just trying to circumvent it to establish what you just said, which is we've established a new standard and this is, this is my way of, of, of skirting around listen, it because I want to do what I want to do. Listen, listen, the norms of the Most High don't change. Ever. Ever. He does not add new norms. He has put his foot in the sand and what he has said, he has said. Now, I want to do. I want to. I want to go 
I want to go somewhere else in closing this evening. Because I also, while we talk about these things, I want to talk about how genius our people are. If you think that the Most High has not put a genius within us, irrespective, because the Father is not an Indian giver, number one, and he has, he has brought the melanated man into existence with a DNA that connects to himself, which is creative and genius. I want to read this to you. Okay. There's a young lady. Her name is Alina Annale Wicker. She's 13 years old. I'm going to repeat that. She's 13 years old. She's a melanated young lady, 13 years, years old. old. Okay. She has been accepted into medical school at the age of 13. Mm -hmm. She is a student at two universities. 13. 13. 13. Okay. Arizona State University and Oakwood University, where she is simultaneously earning two separate degrees in biological sciences. See my face scrunch up with that? This is the, the, the expansion of her mind at that age is so phenomenal. That's fine. That's not what grabbed me. Oh, okay. Because you know who I'm thought about. What grabbed me is the fact that BCL Right, that guy and his buddy. Was 13 years old mm -hmm. when the Most High hired him to be the general contractor mm -hmm. for building the Mishkan. Mm -hmm. What grabbed me is that there is a group of people that think that they are more intelligent than the Father's people and want to bring to bear upon us, the melanated man, hmm. a status of being inferior. Mm -hmm. um, this, what I just read to you, is not inferior. That's As not a matter of fact, this right here isn't even smart. This is something else besides smart. Yeah, something way beyond that. This is something, this young lady is something way beyond smart. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and, the, and, the, and the thing that's, 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 that's beautiful about it is that it's a part of her deity. She, she's, not, she's not functioning out of trying. No. It's just no. there. When you read her story, she talks about how she kind of floated through geometry, trigonometry, and just kind of danced through it. It was kind of sounded like it was boring to her. Mm-hmm. Because she grasped it so quick. Mm-hmm. Let me read this again. <laughs> 13 years old, accepted to medical school, a student not in one university, but in two universities, where she is simultaneously earning two separate degrees in biological sciences. Mm. I'm gonna let that. I'm gonna, as 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 you all close out this podcast. I'm gonna let that just uh, marinate on your mind 
our people, our people,